Hi there. Do you know what your anxiety profile is? Me, I was a besieged panicker. We often say that the first step to reversing anxiety is to understand it. And that's why we've created a tool to help you discover your anxiety profile. And it's totally free. In about 90 seconds, you'll receive your customized anxiety profile. And it will answer so many questions you've probably been struggling with, including, am I going crazy? And why me? So if you haven't yet, pause this episode and head to lifefreeofanxiety.com slash profile or click the link in the show notes. I promise you'll get a lot more out of this and every episode once you know your anxiety profile. And now, on to the show. Life Free of Anxiety podcast. We are coming off Memorial Day weekend. Happy Memorial Day to uh, anybody, any of our service people who serve or who, who have served, um, thank you very much. We're not sure if anybody really got a chance to get away this Memorial Day weekend, but um, hopefully it was kind of relaxing. Hopefully you're not listening to too much news these days. I'm trying not to. Um, there's more and more good news every day, so I am so I am definitely encouraged by that, and I hope you are too if you're hearing little bits and pieces. Um, There's definitely some good news out there. And it's so interesting. I was listening to this podcast today. Um, It turns out we're not the only podcast out there. I thought we were all this time, but I found another podcast today. Um, And it was it's with Jenny Allen. And she is a uh, Christian speaker. And she puts on a conference every year, but she's got books. And anyways, I was listening to her podcast. And she was talking about how she has days where she or she feels like she was saying she feels so great today. She's got um, her career she can do from home. She's got all three kids home. She's got, uh, I can't remember what else, a couple other great things going on. And then she said at the same time, she is scared to death of what's going on in the world. She is sick of homeschooling. Her job is hard to do from home. Um, she's worried about how much funding there's going to be for her business forever. And it was just really interesting because she was saying that all of that can be true. We can have these days where we are grateful and we're in it and it's good, but it's also all these things in our heads about, you know, just thoughts running running the show um, as well. So I thought that was such a good perspective on just how it feels these days. I mean, if you're healthy and you're just kind of waiting around, um, that's that's just kind of how it is. Some things are really good. You're healthy, right? That's good news. But that doesn't mean you don't feel the hurting in the world and that other things aren't going on. So her point was to just be very careful with what you think. Um, she went into some Christian verses and, and spoke from a very biblical place. I know that um, we don't have only Christians listening to this program, but I still thought that was a really interesting perspective that she offered that we can all relate to. So lots of good stuff ahead. Our free book is coming out very soon. It's already been written by Faison, who you've heard on the show, and also Anne Seagrave, who she co-wrote the book with. Um, We're going to have an interview with Faison pretty soon about that book that we're giving away. We're still plugging away on the change program. Um, We've got so much good stuff coming. It's not even funny. I can't wait for you to get it in your hands. Um, And let's see. Today on the show, we are talking about sensitivities. Um, You are a person, if you have anxiety, who is probably sensitive. You are probably sensitive in ways you don't realize. Um, You could be sensitive to medications, caffeine, 
bright lights, but we're also going to get into uh, you might be emotionally sensitive. And we're also going to kind of explain to you that you were born sensitive. So you do not have sensitivity because you are anxious. Um, although sensitivity can follow anxiety, we're going to kind of break down to you why you were born anxious at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense, but it will when you listen to this episode. So let's listen to me and Dr. Barr right now. Welcome to the Life Free of Anxiety podcast, where each week we'll bring you another discussion to help you on your way to overcoming your fears. I'm Erica, and together with Dr. Charles Barr, a licensed clinical psychologist specializing in anxiety, we'll be your guides on this journey. Because you are not broken, you are not alone, and you are on your way to living a life free of anxiety. Life Free of Anxiety podcast. It's always good to be back with Dr. Barr for me. I always know I'm going to get a really good education in this episode. Well, not to feel any pressure. Anything, <laughs> no huh? pressure, but I know you're about to dev- <laughs> to come out with the best episode we've heard yet. You're going to make people feel magic through the speakers. and um, And that's just what you do every day, right? Well, I hope you feel that magic today. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, I love this topic because we're going to talk today about sensitivities. And it just cracks me up because I'm looking at this list and I am the, I feel that I am such a sensitive person when I look at all this stuff, sensitive to caffeine and medications. And I think about my husband and I'm married to somebody who is completely opposite of me. He's not sensitive to anything, medications, even with people, he has to kind of get things explained to him sometimes. I mean, he's not a mean person, but he tells me he works at, you know, being sensitive to to others. Right. And trying to understand. Uh So it's so funny. Just we're so opposite when I look at this stuff. But we know that who we're talking to today, we're dealing with sensitive people, right? Because... Well, why don't you break down the fact fact for us? You developed anxiety because... Well, you developed anxiety because you were born sensitive. Your Mm -hmm. physical body is more sensitive than most other people's. It's it's hardwired inside you. As a child, you probably reacted to loud sounds and strong lights and strong smells and may have felt all kinds of things that you didn't know what was happening inside you. And that kind of sensitivity is just there. Mm -hmm. Um, So you you and I were talking before we came on air. It's that you have anxiety because you were born sensitive. It's not that you are sensitive because you have anxiety. That's so interesting. So you're the poster child for (laughs) That sensitivity, it sounds like. I'm sensitive. You know, it's like you go through down and just just check off all the marks. Yeah. But let's talk about what we're talking about as a, as an adult. Mm-hmm. You still may be sensitive to bright lights, especially fluorescent lights. Oh, Target. Lots of people are bothered. Yes. yes, Target lights bug me. Yeah. Target grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know where all kinds of fluorescent lights are. And some people even hear the fluorescent lights. You know, it, it's not just the the wavelength that bothers them or the the brightness or, or whatever it is, but they actually can hear the lights. They can uh, hear the hum yeah. and, and are bothered by that as well. That's true. So it, it's, uh, 
You're sensitive not just to feelings, although you are sensitive to feelings as well, but you're sensitive to all kinds of stimuli. What do you mean by feelings? So you're sensitive. Other people's feelings? Emotions. Mm-hmm. Could be other people's feelings. You're tuned into other people's feelings and what they're feeling, as well as tuned into your own feelings, although you may not know what to do with them when you're tuned into your own. Mm-hmm. And so that may be part of what is frightening for you is because... I have all these feelings, and I don't know what to do with them, and I don't know why they're here, and I don't know how to manage them. Right. So now we're, we also think that that is part of that biological sensitivity. You're also you're, – so you're born with that, but you're also born with uh, intelligence. Mm-hmm. And I like that so one. So this, this is – the smart person's disorder because it's it's the thinking person's disorder. We're sensitive and we think about a lot of that stuff all the time. Right. And so we're always trying to make sense of it. We just don't quite have the tools to do it uh, when we're younger. Yeah, it reminds me of one time I said something about how I was feeling <laughs> at that time of the month to one of my friends and she goes, I just don't think I notice everything as much as you do. And I was thinking, how can you not notice your own body? I feel like I feel every single thing and I'm always so in tuned. And then I I shared with you last week that I had a really bad reaction recently. I, I consider myself somebody who, you know, recovered from anxiety, but I, I was using Flonase last week because my allergies got so bad. And I woke up dizzy the next morning and was kind of confused by that, but then just fell into a lot of just anxiety, hardness of the chest and and nervousness. And I was thinking, my God, like, what has happened to me? I didn't know what was wrong with Mm -hmm. me because I've always taken Flonase. But then finally, I Googled it and found that people without anxiety panic on Flonase sometimes. And... um. Mostly it was people who already had, you know, that sensitivity. But there, I realized that, okay, I doubled the dosage. I started doing two sprays in the nose in each nostril instead of one, which I had always done. And I had done uh, it for okay. four, four days in a row. So I'd really built it up in my system this time. Helped with my allergies, not so much with my emotions. <laughs> so once I stopped taking it, though, yeah. I felt fine. And, and then I realized yes. that this happened yes. in college when I got a, de- a prescription decongestant prescribed for me. And I felt like it was the end of the world. And I was really depressed and just out of it. And I realized that's my thing. I can't have decongestants for whatever reason. Well, okay. Now, that's one of the sensitivities that can be uh, particularly problematic Mm -hmm. because people do need to take medication from time to time to help with symptoms of various things. And uh, a lot of people with anxiety have sensitivities to medications. Yeah. There there used to be a medication on the market called Actifed. It was a decongestant also. Mm-hmm. And we were leaving Disneyland. I had taken it before. We were leaving Disneyland and I was getting all stuffed up. And so I took an Actifed as we pulled out of the parking lot. And about 20 minutes later, I had to literally pull over to the side of the freeway and feel like I just barely got over to the side before Ugh. I fell asleep Scary. to let my wife drive. It, it's just, it just knocked me out. Yeah. Um, so we have to, we have to be careful with our medications. Uh, sometimes you may be sensitive to antibiotics or 
things like that have difficulty uh, dealing with the medications that your medical doctor gives you for to, to try to help you. And so you may need to start out on any medication, start out slowly to see what reaction you're going to get to it. If uh, particularly for my anxiety folks, if they decide they're going to go on some anxiety medication, I tell them all the time, you know, start with a children's dose, have your doctor give you a children's dose, start very, very slowly and, and work up to see how it's going to respond, how you're going to respond. And so you don't frighten yourself with the reactions. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned, you mentioned caffeine also. Yes. Uh, that, that I seem to be able to tolerate caffeine a little bit. So I have a cup or two a day probably, but most of my people are not able to, to deal with caffeine. And when we're trying to help them get over the anxiety condition, we really recommend they get completely off of caffeine. Yeah. And if you reintroduce uh, it later, it, you can kind of see if it's, you know, going to be then right you can for decide. you. But it was never right That's for me right. to reintroduce it. But I'm obviously a lot more sensitive than you are in, in that respect uh, of sensitivity right. anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. We have foods and allergies to, to that. Uh, yeah, I just got my uh, food allergies have... results back. <laughs> I've got a lot of food allergies. Okay. I'm too sensitive. All Look. Right. Yes. I'm just going down and, a list And that's here. what you get told over and over again. You will hear that over and over again. Oh, you're too sensitive. Right. And it ends up being a, a real pejorative kind of thing. You know, it's like. Oh, I like that well, word, pejorative. I'm not. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> That's your $10 word for today. <laughs> Pejorative. I don't know if I've ever heard that word, to be honest, but I like it. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, well, yeah, it, it makes you feel put down. That there, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you shouldn't be this sensitive. And it's like, well, like I want to be this sensitive, like I chose to be this sensitive. It's like, no. It is the way my body is constructed, and this is the way I am, and it's okay. Yeah, that was the hardest part for me was, for me, it was just accepting, oh, I'm sensitive in the end, and being, and saying, that's okay, that's, that's good, I like that about me, because it was always such a negative, I mean, it was always, oh, she's very sensitive, or, you know, it was always put grouped together with somebody, you know, who cries easily or someone who's easily offended or sentimental or weak. I always thought that being sensitive was being looked at as being weak. And sometimes I think maybe they do think I'm weak because I'm sensitive. What do I care? I'm not weak. I like that I'm sensitive. I like that I care about other people, that I'm in tune. And that was such a big part of it for me was accepting that I was sensitive because I had a real problem with it. It, I didn't like it, and other yes. people, other people don't like it in me a lot of times. But oh well, <laughs> you know, that's how I was born. Well, that's right. That's that's the way I was born. That that's now what I do with that. I can learn to do some different things with that sensitivity. Yeah, and Definitely. and I think that's that's a, a very <clears throat> important learning process, and that's part of of where our program uh, really can help is help you deal with how you deal with the sensitivity that you have. But I like what you were saying is that you're right. You know, um, being sensitive does not mean that you're weak. Mm-hmm. Being soft hearted uh, is part of that sensitivity probably. And 
Oh, you know, he's such a softy. You know, as um, <laughs> well, that's probably why I'm in the field I'm in. You may go to a party, and you, you and your husband, you said he's the opposite of you. Mm-hmm. So you two may go to a party, and you come away from the party and say, hey, you know, Jane was really having a, a hard time at the party tonight. And he's going, well, I talked to her for 30 minutes. I, I didn't pick up on that. Yep, that's our How life do you story. Know? It's so true. Okay. And I just don't get it. And he doesn't get how I know. And then we're just, right. let's just settle on whatever. <laughs> a lot of times I'm like, let's just settle on me being right. Cause you don't see anything. And you know, he does, he also doesn't hold on to words, which is good. Cause I tend to take in more of what somebody says with my husband. It, it rolls off very easily, which I, I can sometimes feel a little jealous of. That's a nice, I mean, that's a nice quality too. But it's also nice to be in tune with the room, I think. Well, it is nice to be in tune. Uh, and you're right. It's also nice to be able to let stuff just roll off of you and, and have it not affect you so much. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. Yeah. I... Well, okay. Now, uh, you, were, you were talking about, okay, so, so that, that could actually uh, lead to an argument between the two of you or a disagreement anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and that it, it's kind of like, well, sometimes the sensitive person isn't believed. Yeah. You know, Oh, you're just making that up or exaggerating or what did, why did you take that to heart? Unfortunately, we just kind of get dismissed. Um, yeah. It's like, Oh, there you go again. And, and it's like, well, that doesn't feel good. Uh, to just be dismissed and and not taken seriously. I know one of my friends was talking about one of her friends the other day, and she was saying how she is just kind of always saying that medicines and medications are giving her a lot of reactions. And she was kind of rolling her eyes about it. And I said, well, does she have anxiety? And she said, yeah, and she's got bad anxiety. And I said, well, she may be affected a lot stronger than you because she has, you know, she's she's an anxious person. Basically, I was saying she was probably born sensitive, but I couldn't get into all that. And she said, oh, and I could tell she really didn't understand why her friend has so many reactions. And it was kind of a thought of, oh, she exaggerates. But I was thinking she probably actually does not exaggerate. You're just two totally different personality types. And I I love that we can kind of put all this out there because so much of this stuff isn't really ever talked about. And especially intertwining being a sensitive person with also being sensitive to medication and caffeine. Those sound like separate things, but actually they all go together and they connect to your anxiety. Um, So it's good good learning, I think. Very good point. (laughs) Yeah. Very good point. Well, now, you know, I know some people who, have you ever heard the term environmental sensitivity? Yeah. What does that mean exactly? I don't know <laughs> if you've heard that term or not, but it it's like they're sensitive to things that that are unusual even for sensitive people sometimes, you know, mm. and, and I know some folks like this who are uh, sensitive to microwaves or sensitive to Wi-Fi connections. Oh wow! You know, they it just bothers them. Huh? You know, and it bothers them at a physiological level. They it makes their bodies uncomfortable. Interesting. Um, Is that common? It's it's not terribly common. Okay. It's not terribly common, but it happens. Mm. I had I had one client who uh, 
she kept telling me that that she feels her heart and what i finally discovered is she felt every single heartbeat for her whole life oh my god that was normal for her that would drive me nuts and, and I, I, when i finally discovered that i was amazed and, yeah. I, and I told her i was amazed well how did you discover <laughs> that did you get your little uh, stethoscope just because called? she kept talking about how how she could feel the difference in the rhythm and the difference in oh wow and, and it's like because she, she was always aware of her heartbeat her whole life and it's like so she was born with that that's that's crazy. the kind of sensitivity now that's that's an, an extreme that was phenomenal even for me and um you know, bless her heart. And that that's bless her heart. Uh, she has learned. Yeah. <laughs> bless that beating heart. <laughs> I wish I'd meant that. I wish I had meant that. <laughs> no pun intended. That would have been too good. <laughs> no, oh, I that, guess that was a Freudian slip. It was. It was a good one. But did she know that she could hear her heart? Like, she already knew that and she was just trying to explain it to you? Or did you help her discover this? Because I'm trying to understand stand completely was she well, afraid no, that she, she could hear was, it she was surprised no because oh. she had she always had okay and she was amazed that i couldn't and that i don't feel my feel every heartbeat you know and she was amazed to learn that most people don't feel every heartbeat oh. you know, that we're we're mostly not aware of that until it becomes uh either real hard or pounding or rapid or, you know, some kind of change, wow. you know, if our heart skips a beat or something, yeah. then we become aware of what's happening in my chest, you know? Right. But we usually don't feel every heartbeat. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so, so she was amazed that most people don't. And I was amazed that she did. <laughs> so that, that was very interesting. Yeah. Well, now I was talking about the fact that she was born this way mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's, that was our original starting place. Mm. We're born with this kind of sensitivity. Yeah. And there are some really good things uh, about that sensitivity and about the fact that you were born sensitive. Right. And can you think of some good things for you oh, in terms of, of what's what's been good for you about being sensitive? Um. Uh. See, it's funny because at first I think of the negative of what I've heard about it being a bad thing. Well, let's see. When my marriage relationship with my husband, he says, Kyle, he says that I help have helped him see things from a very different perspective because I see things very deeply. So he's learned a lot okay. about emotions and just sensitivity, I guess. Um, he sometimes will say, guess what? This happened, and I actually picked up on it. <laughs> and he'll, he'll be so proud of himself. And okay, tell me yeah, about he it. was excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, that's right, you know. Um, so you're you're very caring, and because of, of the sensitivity and, and that kind of feeling, you know, a, a lot of times because of the sensitivity, we're very trustworthy people. We're dependable. People can depend on us. Mm -hmm. If we say we're going to do something, we usually we usually do that. And because of that, people like to hire us because we do a really good job and we we care about the work that we're doing and care Honest. about the, the person who hired us and um, all those kinds of things. And so we're tuned into ourselves and other people. And sometimes we can really sweeten an environment Yeah, because 
of that sensitivity and and make it a more pleasant place for everyone. Yeah, and what what about for you? Do you I mean, you're a therapist, so you you obviously care deeply about people. Is that what you feel like it's done for you yes. being sensitive? I can remember um as a as a young person, I had the opportunity of going by and seeing this elderly lady. She was at that point, she had to be in her probably late 80s. She was partially blind, and I had, uh, for whatever reason, I had taken over some food for her. Uh And uh, so she wanted to talk for a while, so I sat down and we talked. And (laughs) she was was beginning to to go into um, uh, a little bit of uh, senility or dementia. And so her short-term memory was was quite poor. Mm -hmm. But her long-term memory was very good, and so... She told me this whole grand story of going fishing on Lake Erie. Oh. Well, I knew from school at that point that Lake Erie was dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lake Erie is, is alive again now, and that's that's good. So the people up on Lake Erie can go fishing again. But at that point in, in the timeline, Lake Erie was a dead lake. There was no fish in it, hardly. Oh, wow. And, but she had these wonderful stories fishing in Lake Erie. And I just loved it. It, it, was, it was really fun to, to sit there and hear her tell these stories. So I think that's part of that sensitivity on my part. And I've always enjoyed hearing stories and listening to them. And she certainly was having a good time reliving that fishing experience. <laughs> I bet uh, you made her, so, I'm sure you made her day. I always remember listening, yeah. listening in the room and, and somebody saying, are you going to say something? Or are you going to talk? Or you haven't said anything in a while. And I think I haven't. I would get so lost in what other people were saying. I didn't realize I wasn't talking. <laughs> I was just having all these thoughts okay. and taking in what other people were saying. And pretty soon I realized I had gone silent. So, yeah, I, I get you on yeah. the on the listening to other people. And, and even from a young age, maybe hearing or enjoying other other people's perspectives and walks of life and but yeah, that's not everyone. That's, right. that's not everyone's thing. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for part one of this episode. We've got part two on sensitivities coming up next week. So be sure to catch it. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope that something in today's conversation provided you with a feeling of hope, determination, or purpose. I know what you're going through. And that's why I want to give you some of the tools that helped me in my anxiety journey. To get your free copy of Dr. Barr's relaxation audio that helped change my life forever, just go to lifefreeofanxiety.com slash relax. Thanks again for listening. And remember, you are not broken, you are not alone, and you are on your way to living a life free of anxiety. See you next week. Before you go, I wanted to give you one last reminder to discover your anxiety profile at lifefreeofanxiety.com slash profile. Going forward, we really think this should be the starting point for everyone's anxiety journey. Once you're done, once you're done, you'll probably wonder how we could learn so much from just a few questions. It really is amazing. What you don't see is behind the scenes, your responses are compared to what we've learned from helping over 200,000 people just like you reverse their anxiety over the past 40 years. It's a data-backed assessment with real insights. I promise it's worth 90 seconds of your time, and it's totally free. Just click the link in the show notes or head to lifefreeofanxiety.com slash profile, and I'll talk to you again soon.